The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, my goodness. Rockter. Oh, boy. I've been working so, so hard. I want to evolve. I, I, I can tell you that every fight I show that I'm better. Alexa Rosso! I said I always go for the finish. Doesn't matter if it's stand up on the ground. That's what I want to do. Elir, the sledgehammer, Latifi. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. Do I look normal? Yeah, well, for you. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that face so much. I I really am serious. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. That's how we're starting the show. Phoenix, no wife said I just woke up from nap. So if anybody has asked when I said, how do I look? It's not how I look. I know, of course. I look manly, but my thing is, I I look. Do I look awake? You look awake. Oh, you have your Star Wars hey, cup, hey, and you know, I have my Spider Man. Come cup. on, man! If anybody doesn't know already, we have Phoenix Carnavale as my co-host today. I'm so happy, so happy to uh to, to see you, pal. It's been too long. Yeah, we we shouldn't go this long. We shouldn't. And, we shouldn't. Well, first of all, we have who do we have on today? You tell me. Alir Latifi. And who else? Alexa Grasso, who's like one of my faves right now. I, I'm excited to talk to them. Almost as excited as I am to talk to you. What were you telling? Listen, this is the problem. We start the show. We didn't start the show. We, 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 you go, oh, I have, you know, before we, we, I don't like to, let me just set the stage here. I don't like to talk to anybody if I haven't seen somebody in a while and we're about to do the show. I don't like to talk to them before we get on air because I like people hearing us go, oh, I, what you been up to and all that shit. I think that's, that's understandable. No. And so all of a sudden, Phoenix, my good friend, you go, oh, I have something to say. We don't have to talk about it on air. I've been very consistent with my jujitsu the last, what did you, wait, how many months you say? Two, two months. Yeah. That's the, that's probably the best thing you could have told me. What, what did I say? I was like, what? Oh. I didn't say it that like crazy, but I got, I got very excited and very happy to hear that. And uh, tell me about it. I, okay. First, let me say, and I'm not, I really, this is going to sound like I'm kissing your butt because we're friends, 
but I really truly mean this. Matt Sarah-isms have stuck with me that when I'm in class, I'm like, Matt told me that. Matt told me that years ago. I remember that from Matt. And it's, you, you're just a, a dope coach. Let's just say that. And I am loving it because I have the right instructor. I'm happy. His name is Joseph Manuel. He, he's like the guy who runs Fight Lab, um, uh, the Choke Lab. And it's just like, it blows my mind. Jiu-Jitsu, I'm, I'm going to be honest, is the hardest thing I've literally ever done. And some of it is because it's, I feel like it's a game of memory. I learn something. I come in the next day. I'm like, well, uh, what was it again? Wait, where does it go? What? Who? But it is so dope. And I, I absolutely love it. I, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. My wife just got her first strike. But yes. Yeah. So I'm happy about that because she's, you know, she loves to kickbox. And uh, so I'm happy about that. I like when, because you reminded me of a similar to my wife, as far as with you, you guys, you know, you like to punch and kick things. You had a, you know, how many more tie fights did you have? Five. Okay. Well, there you go. And so I'm like, you know, how many jujitsu matches have you ever had? Well, zero as of there now. You, oh, you never, you knew about jujitsu, you know the positions, but you never was like, oh, I got to get in there and strangle people. Like, you know, but now you, you feel, you get, how's those endorphins run in your mind? Not only that, after you roll, it's not only like a body high, but your mind's, okay, oh. this is why I couldn't pass. This is, it's breaking down what happened. So it's like, it stimulates your mind also. Oh my goodness. And that's when my memory hits where I remember the time you yelled at me for not knowing jujitsu is because I traveled so much on my own where I would travel to fights yeah. and you were like, I really need you to learn it. And I'm like, I know we could talk about it. You were like, no, I need you to learn it because it's the best possible thing you could do for your own self-defense. And I'm like, he's so right. And being so little, which is why I didn't like training in it at first. Cause I got my ribs smashed in jujitsu. I've got my labrum torn. Super it's important to find the right partner. Yeah. Yeah. It should be learning it the proper way, you know? Yep. So it's just been great. You have good partners and great partners, amazing instructor. I do privates and he just like really breaks things down. And it's, it's just such a, it's such an art. It's just such a beautiful art. And I, I and it's so individual because your body is an individual and it's yes. like this, things that are good for you that aren't good for a super tall, lanky people. It's, it's just amazing. That's why when I'm teaching and somebody shows me like, Oh, well, I, I, you know, this, somebody showed me that this way and I do it. And this works for me. I would never say, Oh, that's not the right way because mm -hmm. uh, unless I see it's something blatantly horrible and I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't know who showed you that, but normally I'm going to be like, Hey, look, I'm not going to say, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Whether it's a clock choke or, um, uh, you know, anything, a reversal from guard. If it works for you and it holds water, it works for you. Jiu-Jitsu is yeah. beautiful like that. And as far as remembering things, oh, so uh, hard. I like, but especially with my beginners, and I do this for everybody, especially like I, I teach at least two mornings during the week of uh, the 7 a.m. class. I do it this morning. Um, and I like to do flow drills, whether it's like somebody's mounted, you you know, you break them down, you do the elbow escape, you're in your guard now, you get a reversal, now you're mounted back and forth. So it becomes muscle memory. You know what I mean? So you're move, you're doing it like in your like in your sleep, and you're it's happening without you even knowing the body mechanics just come out of you, you know. Yep. Now listen, there's a lot to talk about. Let's talk to the great Alir Latifi. A little like it. I love that they had rock the casbar the other day. <laughs> I love when uh, Molly McCann 
and uh, and Patty the Batty was singing that coming out of the cage. <laughs> Rock Casbah. I felt like I wanted to be behind him like this, like like a third person. Yeah. Alir, hi. Oh my God, Alir, if you see that, please erase that from your memory. <laughs> Alir, we were we were talking about Lon- the London card and and Patty the Batty and Molly McCann. You know, they're teammates fighting together on the same card. Have you ever had that experience where you have teammates fighting on the same card as you? And like, what's that energy like? Uh, of course. I mean, uh, me and Alex fought a couple of times, you know, uh, both in Sweden and actually in London in 2014, both me and Alex fought in O2 Arena and uh, the atmosphere was uh, amazing. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling when, when two teammates uh, compete and both win in a spectacular way. It's, uh, it's not a bad moment, you know, and it's something that lives on forever. Well, first of all, Hello, Aliyah. Good to see you. Phoenix, come right in with these fucking hard questions. I want to. I feel no. like looking in a stronger, better-looking mirror when I look at you. I feel. I wanted to include him in the conversation. I, 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 I haven't talked to him in a minute, like the kids say. I, you haven't. You haven't been on the show in well over a year. I'm going to say. Yeah, it's been a while. I think it was uh, back in maybe 2018. Maybe yeah, it's been a while. And, and where have you? When was your last fight? I fought the last year in in June in Vegas. Ah, okay. All right. So, I mean... It was Tanner, right? It was Tanner? Yeah. Was the Tanner. Last part. Yeah. So, where you been? What you been up to? Tell us. We want to know. Just, just uh, actually, just uh, after the last fight, I got a pretty bad uh, eye injury. So, yeah. And uh, they didn't actually know how, was, how I was going to recover fully or not, you know? So... I was actually totally blinded after the fight. Oh, shit, man. What was it again? Just the eye poke? Was it a headbutt? What was it? It, w- it was actually, it wasn't such a bad eye poke, but it was just, it caught me in a, such a bad way in the eye in the second round. And my my eyesight got uh, totally lost. I got the, the, the it got punctured eye. And uh, afterwards I was rushed to the, to the ER, you know, and um, I lost totally eyesight it was the i i was filled up with blood and they said like it was like a 50 50 chance to to recover from that so and it took me a uh a couple of um almost two months to to start getting better you know so i had to really let the eye heal out you know so uh, it was yeah, it was it was a tough you know tough time yeah that sounds terrifying like that sounds truly terrifying it's i mean it's a crazy sport that we do you know so a lot of people don't always understand that but uh you know that every time you go in there uh people people uh put their life and even their health in in, in risk you know because you never know in what shape you're gonna come out you know a small eye poke or whatever so uh so uh, that's always always respect all the fighters that step in there every every time and put everything on the line i think that's I think that's part of the appeal, both for the audience and for us as fighters. That 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 pit in your stomach before you make the walk, you know it could be this could be an amazing night for me, one of the best ever, or this could be a fucking train wreck if I make the wrong move. It could really. That's why, you know, it, it's such a thrill. Even guys who are like adrenaline junkies, like Cowboy Cerrone, he says there's nothing like fighting. There is nothing like fighting. That's why you cannot compare no other sport to the sport because like the ups and downs are so, so close to each other. 
in that night. And it's all about a, a, a small mistake. It's not about, oh, he was better or you were better. It's just making one small mistake. And that can make uh, the big difference in the outcome, you know, for him or for you. So, uh, but you just got to acknowledge that what it is, it is what it is and just go in and do your thing, you know. That's why not all people can can do what we do you know a lot of people can dream about doing it a lot of people can practice about doing it but stepping in there and doing it you know Matt there's not a lot of people that can do that I was wondering too because you, you it's so interesting there's such a mental side to that you know, like for you example you, you know you lose to nothing to be ashamed of because you know you lost to Lewis and and Uzdemir and then you you win against Bozer and now you know this fight coming up on Saturday how do you readjust after a loss, a win, and the and the whole roller coaster ride that leads you up into this weekend? You know, I think with the with time and experience, you you get more used of of uh, being prepared. That you cannot really prepare for what's going to happen during training camp or during fights. You can just do the work that you have to do during camp and for your preparations. And when the day comes for your fight, you just got to go for it. You know. It is what it is because there's always going to be circumstances or new things happening in a fight that you're not prepared for, you know. So I just try to think that be prepared for the unprepared. Hey, Leah, Leah let me ask you, for the, um, for the people that don't know you and they want they to see this hulking monster in there, like, ah, tell us a little bit something away from MMA. Like, what do you do when you're not fighting? It's not an active rest day where you're even riding a bike. What's one of the hobbies you like to do? Tell us. Well, I actually like uh, horse riding. Phoenix, I could picture this guy on a on a horse. It's on his Instagram. It's like this really cool picture, and the quote is like getting back on the horse. And I, I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of my passions. You know, I like to go down to the beach, ride the horse, relax, be close to nature. You know, and just enjoy the simple things in life. Uh, fight life and, and fighting is very hectic. You know, and and it's very intense during camp. So when I'm outside of camp, I like to do stuff that are totally the opposite from fighting, you know, and being close to nature, you know, riding the horse or or whatever, you know, exploring your countries. Uh, it's amazing. Now, you're not jumping anything with these horses. You're not going to pull a Christopher Reeves. No, 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 no jump. I just go, I just go slow. Maybe some, some rushes on the beach, but no crazy stuff, man. Jump, like horse jumping and stuff, that's, that's even more crazy than MMA. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that get bad injured with that and even die. I can picture maybe Phoenix with the little the hat on with the thing and, and jumping over things like, you know, but I can't picture me, especially you. I can't picture you. Don't do that to the horse. No, no. <laughs> the horse is not going to be able to handle that, man. It's got to be a big, strong horse to, to be handled. And my, my horse is pretty big and strong, but still, you know, it, it's, not, it's not that kind of horse. You know, and Horse jumping, it's smaller guys, you know. How'd you get into it? How'd you get into horse riding and stuff? Actually, it was just like spontaneous. Uh, I was uh, back in my home country, Albania, and I was uh, visiting my friend who has this uh, beautiful uh, horse place, you know, ranch, and uh, had this beautiful horse, you know, and we re we really like uh, connected good, you know, and I started horse riding every morning, you know, down the beach. And uh, since then, that's like that's like one of my hobbies that I really really like. And, and what do you think of Olenek? The um, he's known for this fucking 
uh, naked front uh, Ezekiel, right? Yeah. You don't have a fucking neck. How's he getting that on you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where's your neck? Hey, listen, you just act like you're confused. Look at this. Go like this. You're fucking a, a turtle in the shell. I am. I am. <laughs> you're right about that. I knew, I knew you were going to say that, you know? What? <laughs> Tell me. What can I say about Olen? I mean, Olenik, he's probably the most experienced uh, fighter right now in the UFC roster. He's almost a uh, hundred fights, you know, and he has notable wins. Um, I mean, over like uh, I think Verdum or or Mark Hunt, you know, and some guys. So, so he he's a very tough opponent, you know. Uh, sometimes I think people underestimate him a little bit. But I think, like, uh, he, when he comes, he comes to fight, you know. He comes to put on the pressure. And he goes for it stand-up. And you see he, he does his, his uh, pretty crazy submission, you know, sometimes uh, with his choke. So uh, it's not a guy that I take easy in any way, you know. Oh, listen, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, was, I didn't mean that in a way to um, – I'm not downgrading his skills. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what it was? No, but I – I understood the joke, you know. I, I understood, you know. I, I, <laughs> like when I tell a joke and he doesn't laugh, but he, he explains why. He fucking <laughs> we have we have pretty pretty much the same features, you and me, man. Yeah, we do, we do. But yours bigger. I'm like your mini me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, hey, listen, but, hey, and I and I'm a jujitsu man, so I enjoy watching Olenek fight because you know, like you said, he's very experienced. It looks like he's like just kind of and also to throw some big hooks and yeah. he's he's intelligent. He's one of yeah. the guys that flops to his back and you're still on edge because you don't know what's gonna come out. I'm 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 really looking forward to the fight. You know, I really am. And again, really quick, before we let you go, what when, when you got started with the martial arts, really quick for the people at home, what did you where where did you grow up and what did you get started with? What was your first discipline? So I I uh, my parents came from uh, Kosovo, we're, we're Albanian heritage, and uh, we we immigrated to Sweden in the early 70s. And I was actually born in Sweden and grew up in Sweden. So when I was six, I actually started, uh, six years, I started uh, wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling. And uh, that was my, my first base, what I started with, until I was 25, 26, 7, when I went over to, to MMA. How did you feel when you first started? Going from grappling to striking, was it a little? It was. It was a big difference. I mean, of course, you know, strategy wise and how you put up the, the trainings. There was a lot of things to 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 adapt, but also a lot of things from that. I think some box, some wrestlers, they get easier into MMA. They have a more natural way of punching, you know, than other wrestlers. And I, I don't always think about. It's not always about the level. You have some guys that are world champion wrestlers, but they're not natural punchers, you know. They don't have that instinct to punch hard, you know. But then you have other wrestlers that are not as high level that would do better in the MMA. And that really have that feeling of, of punching somebody hard. So I think it's like what kind of person you are. Isn't it funny where sometimes you're either blessed with power or you're not. You could, you could work on your power and get, it, and get more powerful as far as with the with your striking. But you either have heavy hands or you don't. Just like a That's chin. True. Some people, That's you true. don't have a chin, they'll never get a chin. So some is is like like you said, Matt, some people have have that ability and uh, 
when you have it, it's a gift. It's a gift from God, you know, and uh, and it's hard to to work that to that level. You can work it to a, to to a certain level, but not like when you're gifted with it. You, know, it's not the same thing. And when you have that, like yourself, you could be threatening the takedown with a better striker. And land one of those shots and knock them out. Like, I mean, I'm going to throw out an old school fight. Kevin Randleman versus Mirko Krokop. Travis Cooter yeah. versus Mark Leesman. I'm, I'm showing old my school. age. I'm showing my age. But you know school. what I'm fucking talking about, you know? But, you know, so it's 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 interesting. That's what makes it so exciting. For sure. For sure. All right, Aaliyah. Listen, we're not going to keep you, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, you know? Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorne.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off, and Matt and I get the credit, and that's all that matters. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I like him a lot. He's a, he's a big guy, but he's a warm guy. He's the type of guy. Yeah. But even though I don't know him that well, if I see him in public, I think I'm getting a hug. I think you would get a hug. I'm, I'm a bit of a hugger. He seems like a hugger as well. I mean, it's so cool because they're, I think, what is the nicknames? The the sledgehammer versus the boa constrictor. <laughs> right? I think, I think so. I think, I think he's the sledgehammer, but, you know, I, I forget my nicknames sometimes, my MMA nicknames. Listen, we have to talk, we're talk, we have to catch up, especially. We have to talk some pop culture. We have not it's, spoken it's, about several very important things that have happened. I got at least two on the top of my head. I have two on three on the top of my head. I, well, two of mine. One was the Batman. When I yes, that was on mine too. Two was the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, okay. I don't. I was. Are, do you watch it at all? I like. I like moments from it, but all right. Okay. Seen and, it. Wait, which which ones were you thinking of? By the way, I was thinking of 
if I'm okay, I was thinking of the Batman, Spider-Man, because that was amazing. And we never talked about Loki or, and I'm going to say this and I don't care who judges me. I freaking loved Ghostbusters. Oh, I enjoyed Ghostbusters as well. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that right now. One is, we have a little bit before Alexa comes here. Right? We've got 10 minutes. Uh, I love Alexa Grasso, by the way. So I'm very excited about oh that. Oh my goodness. We have a card also we're going to talk about, right? Give yes. We've been talking pop culture until then. We'll, we'll preview the card. And also. We'll rein it in. We'll rein it in. Tom Aspinall. Oh. Wow. I mean. Heavyweights are fun right now. Heavyweights are fun right now. It's getting very exciting. And uh, you know what's funny about, about Tom? He was on the show uh, just before he fought last, last week. And he brought up to me that we met before. And he goes, we were in Manchester in the lobby. Now, when we're talking, so we go through the conversation. I'm like, oh, really? It's one of those things where I'm like, shit, after I got off the show, I totally remember that. I remember, listen, I smoke a little weed. Yeah, so, you know, I get it. But I totally remember seeing him. I, I have to bring it up to Ray Longo because I was with Ray and I was talking with him more than once. We ran into to each other more than once, I believe, in the um, in the lobby. And we were bullshit. And I remember he, was a, he, he fought, but he didn't, he wasn't signed yet. This was a while ago. I was there for Raging Al, I believe. So I feel bad having him on the show because now I'm seeing him on the, fighting in the UFC. I didn't put it together. It's the same guy. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. he's there with his fucking UFC gloves on and his fucking trunks. He's fucking, <laughs> he's in regular clothes. And I remember, I just remember him being a cool dude. Much like I'm sure, you know, he probably remembers how I was being a cool dude. I don't know. I like him. I like him a lot. And I Very think, talented. I think that he has speed. He's got he's got jujitsu. He's got power. I mean, he's got punching power. And we're so far we're yet to see anything uh, in his game. So I can't wait to. I mean, submitting Volkov like it's like uh, I don't know. I you don't want to. It's like in boxing, you got that like Tommy Morrison feel. I don't want to say it like that, but like not. And I'm not saying that what happened to him was a shame. No, you're talking about the look, the look of it, and also like him just being. Yeah, I don't know. Up and coming, young, tough. Yeah. Talented dude, man. So I don't know. That might have been a horrible analogy, Tommy. I, but I'm trying I know, to I know, I know what you mean. I'm saying there's something special about this kid to, to stand out. I, well, I mean, look, his fights alone are, are stand out for them, stand for themselves. You know what I mean? Heavyweights are just fun right now in general with a kid like him in the mix. You knew he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to finish Volkov in round one. Like, I, I that was like surprising. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go down like that. And it was done like ferociously. It was done. Right. It, it, I mean, he went in there and imposed his will. I like it. He, <laughs> you were pretty sure of yourself, even though in a lot of these interviews, he was like, you know, I just kind of want to blossom and bloom. He didn't use those terms, but I forgot what he used. But he wanted to play, like <clears throat> climb the ladder. It was like, uh, here you go. Main event, hometown, first round, submission. It was like, wow. Yeah. No, no. You know? Tom was on here last week and I was asking you, what about the people questioning your endurance if you can go five rounds? And he's like, oh, that's fair questions. That's very fair questions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good personality. Heavyweight is fun right now. I mean, I know um, Francis needs time because he just had surgery, but you, what's going to happen? Is it going to be Jones and Stipe? Uh, what's going to happen with what happens with this fight this weekend with Dawkins? And Blades, are they title eliminators? Like, who comes in? Cyril Gaon is in the mix. And even though he lost to Ngano, 
he's still threatening anybody he fights. So heavyweight is fun right now. You notice um, only because it's you brought up surgery. Yeah. Dun dun. dun, 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 dun. Why is that happening? Sorry. I, my friend. uh, Me? Me, myself and I. Yeah. Me. Yes. Is it your knee? Yeah. Oh, you said me. No. (laughs) No. No. We've been talking about your knee for forever. What's going on? I'm getting getting a knee replacement in June. Depressing. And then I guess, and then three months after, I'm getting the other one replaced. I'm, I'm following in the great Michael Bisping's footsteps. Oh my Listen, God. It's like this, Phoenix. And I taught this morning jujitsu. I'm still able to teach and, and, and roll. So that's why I haven't done it yet. This whole walking thing, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Listen, hey, you've walked with me before to, to Penn State. Yes, I, yes, very You've concerned. witnessed yes. what we're talking about. It's funny right. because um, somebody's like, yo, um, in the latest uh, on the JRE, on Joe Rogan, uh, Michael Bisman was on there. He goes, and they mentioned, oh, Mike, Mike Bisbee actually told me. He goes, I mentioned you on, uh, on, on Rogan because he wanted me to do his show, uh, Michael, his, his podcast, uh, Believe You Me. And he says, I mentioned about the knees. We were talking about the knees and whatnot. So, and then he's like, he, he was, they were talking about his knees on Joe Rogan. And he was saying, yeah, Matt Serra keeps asking me, Mike, should, Mikey, should I get it done? Should I get it done? And he was like, keep telling him yes. And Rogan goes, yeah, but he's walking around fine. He goes, about me. So I go, obviously, Joe hasn't spent a lot of time around me. He hasn't seen that, you in a while. I could fake it, like, when I'm walking my guys to the cage, plus I got a little adrenaline going, you know what I mean? So I could fake it, like, in short distances. But you walk with me a little, you walk with me how many blocks in the city, you see what we yeah. did to it. You think I want to yeah. stop whatever like, you It's kind of like when when Yoda kicks the crap out of Count Dooku and then grabs his cane and starts walking away again. And you're like, but wait, you just... Listen, but now, that's the, you freak, that's the exact, that's the, I say that same, same uh, analogy. I did the same fucking uh, thing and, uh, to everybody. Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, that he takes them, he, he fucking starts kicking ass. Nobody expects him to be moving around like that. So I can still roll like that, like, you know? But at the same time, like, I should be able to walk around Disney or Universal with my family without jumping in a motorized car. I make it fun. I pop a couple edibles, but that's not the point. The I mean, I should be able to walk around, you know? Doing donuts in Universal Studios. <laughs> oh, 100%. With my kid on the lap, <laughs> once in a while they come over, oh, sorry, they can't be on you. Oh, I'm sorry. They get off and they jump back on. No, the, I'll tell you right now, I'll miss that. The Universal one was fast and fun. <laughs> sorry. I don't know. But uh, anyway, back to the fights really quick and then back to some pop culture. Um, but really quick, Molly McCann, that elbow. First of all, I like her just, she's she's awesome. I like her little her attitude, you know? She's funny. She's funny. Get, so, her, get that one a reality show. Great, great personality. And what I love is I was listening to her. I think she was on uh, Daniel Cormier's show. And she was saying that literally the next day she had breakfast with Dean Thomas. Instead of just celebrating her amazing knockout, which I mean, for 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 women's MMA, it, it it's pretty astonishing. Besides just celebrating that, she was thinking about all the things that she can improve. So she was like, "I'm going back to the gym right away," and she's just going to get better and better and better. And that's the type of attitude I love about a fighter. It's like she wasn't just, "Oh, I did great," and you know, of course, she she said, "I've been eating ever since." 
but she's like back in the gym. She's talking to Dean Thomas about stuff that she can improve. I mean, I just find it really impressive. Great attitude, great personality. I like their whole camaraderie over there. Mm-hmm. All the, the English over there. Her, Patty the Batty. What'd you, and, and what'd you think of Patty? I mean, I thought Patty was, uh, you know, on the higher levels, I, I don't think pulling guards is going to be a great strategy, even though I think he's money on the floor. I knew I you were going to say though, that. I think he's really well-rounded. People are finding him standing up, but it's because he's staying up there trying to strike him. But at the same time, that, that will catch up to you, so I'm sure he's going to make the adjustments with that. Unpopular opinion for me. Unpopular right. opinion. I want to slow down on how we pump this guy out because I do think that he is going to be something amazing. And sometimes we, as MMA, you know, whatever, we like put these people up on a pedestal and we don't allow them to grow. And from the stand up, I can see like, okay, he, he's got to grow a little bit, but he is special. I'm not going to say he's not special, but I just like, let's like slow down a little, let him marinate, let him come up the rankings before we like overkill another star. But he's like a peacock, Phoenix. He's got to fly. <laughs> just, just, do they, I think they're flightless birds. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? Like, I he's do. good. I do. But let's, and he, I haven't seen him fight like the top, top, tops of the tops yet. So let's slow our reins on him. But I do think he's special, especially on the mic. I love his confidence. I love his skill set. I want him to get hit less. Even though he's not in there long, he's finishing it. He's finishing. He's taking these guys out. So, you know, there's going to be some learning on the job, you know, as far as going to your back and stuff. But listen, he's not afraid. He was talking about, he was talking about looking for a flying triangle. And he's gotten that before, a flying triangle. And yeah. A triangle. yeah. So, you know, he's going to, what I like about him is the kids, he's talking the big game, but he's also delivering. And he's taking risks. Some guys talk that game and then they don't want to pull that trigger. Holy right. fuck. We did not talk about the Hoy Masvidal, Kobe Covington thing. Oh my God. Could have started the show with that. Instead of asking you if my fucking beard is nice. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So I- I'm going to go first and then I'm going to let you go. You go, you okay. go girl. Right. So there's, there's many sides to how I reacted to this. There's my professional side that was like, gentlemen, you know, you shouldn't do this. You're professional athletes. Then there was the other side of me that was like, you won't talk about nobody's kids. Then there was another side of me that was like, <laughs> and then ultimately I came to the decision. It's like, you know, he called Masvidal a deadbeat dad. And Masvidal, this is very on brand for him. He's from the streets. Like there's only so much that he's going to take from you without retaliating you know that that's like on brand for him but on the other side sucker punching somebody while they're like dipping their chips into guacamole is not is that uh, what went down? is that what went down it was a sucker punch that is what i heard i don't know for a fact but it, it appears that he came out of nowhere sucker punched him and he had a mask and a hood on now, and then the, yeah any now listen it, for me it comes down to this this is what i i've been thinking about it and the people are like, yeah, but he had 25 minutes to do what he wanted with him. And he didn't get it done. So this is like a punk move. That's what people were saying. But mm-hmm. like, to, this, this is the thing with the trash talk. When you, I don't know what was said. If it's just that he's a deadbeat dad, if that's what he said, that's not really a kid. I don't know. I don't know what he said. If, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like this. It, you when you do, if he did say something about his kids, that's what Jorge Masvidal is saying. You, he said he mentioned his kids. So if that is the case, then Kobe's making it something other than just a sporting event. Yeah, it's not a sport. Then you you cross the line. It's not just about a code of respect of of decency. It's about involving people that are not in then they're, they're not going to be hashing it out in the cage and it's, and it's it's about taking it too far to the point where all right now it's an on-site situation because you're being extremely dis, disrespectful and not only to me but to my loved ones and it's it's super low class and you're going to be dealt with one way or the other so that might be a and this is this is another thing rational people might hear what i'm saying and be like dude that's that's kind of barbaric and not very mature or whatever it is. Ugh. I don't expect you to understand what I'm saying. Not you. I'm saying in general. No, I understand. But I'm also saying. explaining that you're dealing with people that, that practice and are skilled in violence and they practice looking, there's a certain type of person that, that, um, that, that is, uh, that the fights in the cage, the fights in, 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 in MMA, and there's a couple of type of people, but there's, my point is, if you're really a fighter, if you're in it for the right reasons, if you're just in it, you're a real fighter, it's, and you have a code, and 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 I don't want to, when I throw around words like like respect or, 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 or even honor, it might sound like I'm getting too whatever, too macho or whatever it is, but those are real things to real people, to people, you know what I mean? They're the real things. So... When you cross a line like that, start talking about somebody's family. If that is the case, like I said, I don't know exactly what he said about his kids. But if that is the case, then you get whatever's coming for you. If you talk about somebody's religion or family, so I mean, listen. For instance, Habib, he hashed it out in the cage. He beat him. He made him say uncle. It still was not enough. He he had something still in him because of how far Connor took it. So there was stuff that was no. This is it. That's my payoff. But you just get the, like, you know, and he, he won. He was the victor. So who knows that if Jorge would have got a decision on him or beat him, who knows he's still not showing up there and hitting him. You know what I mean? It may not because he's not. I don't think he's doing it because he's a sore loser. He's doing it because the other guy went too far, in his opinion, and said personal shit. So I know that was kind of a ramble, but whatever. No, I, I completely get where you're coming from. It's like how far is too far. And how far is crossing the line without consequences when you're saying something about someone's family? And, you know, I get it. I do get it. So it, it, it's, it's hard to say as, as somebody who's like, doesn't want blemishes on the sport or fights outside. Okay. I don't, you know, yeah, it might be a good deal, not a good idea, but in another stance, you think about, it's like, listen, you, you beat him already. Do you need to continue to, to say things that are, out of line, you know. I, I I don't know. Listen, he said he said things about Dustin Poirier's family, and I know he's trying to get a fight because that's a good matchup for him. Like, but uh, the point is this: you do that shit, you sell your soul, and you know there's a reason why he got like Verdum hitting him with a fucking boomerang. You know what I mean? <laughs> Verdum, and there's a reason why he guys. And listen, not for anything. This is not a sore loser situation. Look at why. I mean, now I'm going to say a guy who's pretty level headed is uh. Kamara Usman. Very, yeah. He's a gentleman. 
Now, I don't know. Why is he attacking him on a, a buffet line? I mean, because the guy goes too far. So when you go that far, expect this shit. Don't be surprised when somebody is going to look to attack you outside of the fucking thing. So outside. Yeah, of the, I get that. Just, I get uh, that. Just expect it. I don't know. You're dealing with guys. Dude, I got into this sport before it was a fucking sport. Like, I mean, I was a fighter before I there was ever MMA. Like, you, you either are or you aren't in that, in that regard. And, you know, Masvidal is. So, you know, you, you take it that far, you know, shit happens. I don't know. Can't cry about it. Shit happens. Yeah. So, if you're going to be an athlete, then just be an athlete. You don't, you can still talk crap where it's one-on-one. You don't have to go and hit people as family, religion, stuff like that. It's just, it is crossing a line. And there's some of the best people in this sport. I love, I mean, I, there's so many great people. I'm not trying to say that all MMA fighters are psychopaths, but I am going to say some are. <laughs> or some yeah. are a little bit, you know, they they, they sure. could, uh, you know head have a head trigger, or they could be you know this is this is this is more than just a sport for them. This is how they were. This is a way to channel their demons. How about that? And 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 thank God there's a sport to do that. Seventeen thirty eight. Sorry. Listen, I like to sing. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Alexa. Could you hear us, Alexa? Yes, I can hear you. Hi. Alexa, let me ask you something. How annoying is it when people like call your name in a house and the fucking Alexa answers? <laughs> it's weird, but I'm I'm getting used to it. <laughs> it's gotta be annoying. You're gonna, you're, you're, I mean your family's gotta come up with some nicknames or something, right? Every time they call but you. Alexa has um an option that it can be named Gecko or or, uh, or something like that. Echo, oh, yes, I guess. But- Let's keep it clean. It's a family program here. <laughs> Listen, if it's Bob or something like that. I got you, Alexa. Uh, Alexa, I I'm very excited for this fight with you and Joanne Wood. This is exciting. I, when I find fights like this, it's like they pop out of nowhere. I'm like, why is there no buzz about this? This is a great matchup. Joanne, she always comes to fight, much like yourself. So when I look at a fight like this, I just get very excited. What was it like when you knew you had her as a dance partner? Well, this is a fight that I've been looking for a long time because she has a lot of experience. As, as you said, she's a striker, like a, a veteran. And of course, I want to test myself with her. You know what's so funny? I'm sorry. Alexa, stop the music. <laughs> if I got Alexa on. I got, if I got Alexa on. 
Anyway, I'm saying, I got ADD, and now my Alexa's blasting because I was yelling at Alexa. Stylistically, this is one of those things where I feel like people who are fans of the striking in MMA are super excited about the fight because JoJo definitely has that like Muay Thai style. Alexa, everybody compliments how good, how crisp your boxing is. But I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden we're going for subs on the ground. Like, what are the chances that we get to see that side of you in this fight? Yeah, well, like every fight, um, I want to show my skills on the ground. I've been really, really close in two fights to finish my opponents. So, yeah, of course, you know, I love striking, firstly. (laughs) But um, I want to test myself on the floor, too. I've been trying more wrestling and more jiu-jitsu. And, of course, this will be another option for me. Alexa, listen, we can talk MMA all day. Let's get to know (laughs) you a little bit better, all right? What do you like to do? Some hobbies unrelated to MMA. The UFC unfiltered audience, they want to know a little bit about Alexa Grasso. What do you like to do besides fighting? Tell us. Give us a hobby. Well, besides fighting, I love to watch movies like international movies. And I'm learning Portuguese and I'm watching a lot of Portuguese programs (laughs) and Brazilian movies. Um, I like to pet my dogs, you know, go for a walk. I love walking with my dogs. I have two chihuahuas. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's mostly what I like to do, you know, go with my mom to the mall, you know, try new restaurants. Now that I'm flyweight, I can eat more. And that's, that's my life. <laughs> I'm so simple. <laughs> you like, oh, that's great. That, that sounds like a, an amazing life. When you, with, with movies, is it only the international, like the movies? What would you say, the foreign movies? What do you like? What kind of movies? Oh, well, now Brazilian movies with Portuguese um, speaking because I'm learning Portuguese. Did you ever see The Batman? No. I know. <laughs> Why would... I know, Phoenix, we're gonna talk he just about wants that. to talk about this movie so badly. I'm sorry. So I, I, will, I will let him play oh, okay. he... No, because it lasts so long. It's like <laughs> more than two hours. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. You got to see that with a couple of shots of espresso. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, but when you first started training, uh, Alexa, how old were you? And what was your discipline that you started with? What was your very first art? My first class was boxing and I was 14. It was with my dad. He he saw my hands because uh, he thinks that I have big hands. And he said like, okay, let's try. And he noticed that I was doing good on coordination and moving my head. And he said like, hey, you, you should try. Like, why not try? And, and because of my dad and my uncle, they were always training. Uh, then I asked my, my uncle that if I could come to his class. And he was teaching Muay Thai like, a few weeks later, of course. And I started Muay Thai and I like it. And I started to come like once a week and then more uh, every month, maybe more times a week. And that's how it started. Did your father or your uncle used to compete? Yes. my Well, my dad, not professional, <laughs> but my, my uncle, yes, he was a fighter. Uh, he had some boxing fights, Muay Thai fights. and and. MMA fights. When you said your dad not professional, what happened? Maybe at the barbecues or something? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Not professional. No. Like, yeah. He likes to fight. <laughs> well, he liked to fight. Well, it's in, it's in, so it's in your blood. They must be so excited where with you and your career. I mean, right? Since they've seen this journey, like how excited that they are are they that you're 
chosen this path. Yes, I'm, I'm really happy and I feel blessed because they were very supportive with me because they knew <laughs> that I think that because they like it and seeing, you know, the little girl of the family doing that maybe uh, was going to be good. I honestly never thought that I could come so far and I think they didn't too, but now we are here. And, and yes, I, I still didn't understand sometimes why I like this so much, but it's maybe because since I was little, I saw them training, I saw them competing. Maybe I was, it was not in my mind because uh, I was in other thing, you know, playing with my dolls, reading and studying. But yeah, maybe, maybe it, it happened because I saw this since a very young age. How does it feel like Macy Barber, she had some, well, she still does. I mean, but you know, there's a lot of hype because she's a young, you know, a young, a young lady, you know, uh, with a lot of hype behind her. How did it feel to get that victory? That had to feel great. Oh my God, it was so good. I was, <laughs> I always bring myself like medicines and uh, like uh, things, you know, because I saw that she cutted all the girls with her elbows and I was like, oh my God, let's take medicine just to be prepared just in case my yeah. my face is a mess after this fight. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. Uh, I was happy to have that victory because I know that she's very aggressive. She's young and she's coming from, you know, like the future. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was really nice to win that. I mean, this division's pretty stacked and it's a little bit crazy because Valentina has been on the top for so long and and she's knocked off the first four, you know, four people that are under her. So one or two wins, you could find yourself, you know, fighting her. I know that you don't want to look past JoJo, but when you look at the way the division is going, where do you think you line up with being probably one of the next people facing Valentina if this the the um, her next opponent, like if something happens, if something falls through, if, if she beats her? Yes, of course. I've been looking for this uh, since we started, you know, I'm, I'm not here just to be fighting. I, I want that build. Of course, I want to be Mexican champion one day. And what I've seen is that most of the next contenders for the championship, they have four wins in a row. So yeah, that that's my goal, you know, to win two more and hopefully uh, have all the skills and have all what it requires to be on the line for the championship. Yeah, because Santos is next. How do you see that fight going between um, Valentina and Shevchenko? This is a good fight. I mean, Santos is big. You know, she's big. She's so strong. She's so technical. She has shown that she has everything. But, uh, well, Valentina is another <laughs> another story. You know, she's so strong. She's, she has a lot of experience. She, she's fighting she, maybe <laughs> since she's born. So it's going to mm -hmm. be a good test. I, I, I'm excited to watch this fight. Well, I'm excited to watch your fight. I mean, this is styles make fights. And uh, it's this weekend. It's so exciting. So we're going to be watching. And uh, after this fight, please don't wait so long to come back on. Come on soon. I, I'll try. I swear to God. Sometimes it's not on my my own. Sometimes it happens. You know, you get injured or your opponent gets injured. And I understand. But, yeah, I promise this year I'm going to be more active. <laughs> and uh, if you got like an hour, two hours and a half, the Batman was a good, it wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> Listen, teach their own. That Robin Pattinson, he hit that thing. Anyway, Alexa, fuck this weekend. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. See you soon. Bye. Take care, buddy. I'm a big fan of hers.
I'm a, I, I really like, am a big fan. Very well-rounded. Um, yeah. Hey, first of all, after I said her name, that shit was playing. I don't know if you heard it. It was playing in the background. Alexa? Oh, you, you had to save the day. <laughs> you saved the day. I was fucking... I, I was almost about to jump off and go fucking shut the thing off. That is funny, though, right? Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I is the first thing I thought of because I, I didn't want to yell a name because that would happen. But I got a big mouth. It's like that. It's also like Karen. When people call people Karen. I have a nice girl, for, a, a friend from high school named Karen who was so cool. Now I feel bad for her because people can be like, ah, Karen. She's like, what? I know. Uh, my friend Karen changed her name to Kay because she was like, I don't want to be associated with my own name. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Well, we all can <laughs> have an awesome name like Phoenix Carnavale. You know, you know. That's like the sound of Oh, I got my Ghostbuster shirt on, by the way. Let's talk movies before we talk fights. You said something about the new Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Yes. I thought it was great. I thought I it was it. so much better than the one with all the girls, which... No, we don't talk about that movie. That never happened. Hey, that you can terrible. say that. I can't say that as much. I could say that, and I it did. It sucked. But there you listen, go. Listen, I'm a female. Yes, I believe in empowering females, but create new characters. Don't make us characters that already exist. Just create new, cool characters for women. Like, think about, like, a... Ripley in Aliens or Sarah Connor, they're original characters. You don't have to take guy stuff and make it girl stuff, just make cool girl stuff. Stop it. Oh, I never asked you about <laughs> the no, that's great. I agree with you. You know what I thought was a well, I'm gonna hear what you I want to hear what you thought about it. And then I wanna I'm gonna tell you what I thought about it. What did you think of Eternals? Fell asleep twice trying to watch it, but I did like it. Um I get the concept of it. It's just not characters that I grew up with. I never read the Eternals. Um, but, you know, I didn't dislike it. I liked a lot of things about okay. it. it just, I just, I just, it was like, okay, okay. Yeah. When people say I didn't grow up on the characters, I'm going to say this. No effing excuse. Because I did not I grow up. Listen, really, uh, I, Avengers alone, I didn't grow up on. I grew up on X-Men. And Avengers have great Me movies. Too. But also, even... Um, a better example would be Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't grow up on Guardians either. I didn't know. I didn't even know they were a property. I knew nothing about. Yeah. It. And look how great they that that was. Love so, it. The Eternals. The problem. Even my kids. They didn't. We. You didn't like anybody. It was no. you have Rob Stark. You connect to anybody. You have Rob Stark, who's fucking. Uh, hot. Like no, uh, I didn't say that. But who is it? What is it? <laughs> I was like, who's hot? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, that's your type. But uh, they made Superman jokes, which is a DC thing. I think that didn't go over big. And because he had like the powers of Superman, but he sucked. It, he wasn't, none of, not, nobody stood out to me. Like, yeah, I fell asleep you have, twice. You have the Avengers, we have the different, not only the different personalities, the different powers, the, I didn't know, what he, nobody, I did not care about any one of the characters. No, John Snow, who plays the Black Knight in an upcoming one. Oh, that's the guy who I think is hot. Actually, that's the best part on. about it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You were inter you were interjecting that John Snow is hot. Yeah, he's the hot uh, one. I apologize. Well, he, listen, he's uh, <laughs> I like him. So yeah, the best part of the whole fucking movie was the end credit thing, and uh, I thought that it was a pile of shit. So that's my Eternals review. I was just like me. Did not like it, but I loved Loki. I enjoyed Loki. I did. About that. I enjoyed Loki. Loki was like a um, 
like a mystery kind of, right? Like he had to find out what was going on with the, it was cool. I liked um, Owen Wilson in there, you know? Love Loki. Loved Spider-Man. The Spider-Man No Way Home I thought was phenomenal. And uh, yep. I thought they did it very well. I liked bringing back the characters from the villains from the other movies. I liked I liked Andrew Garfield more in this than I did than I liked him in either of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Same. I wasn't crazy Agreed. about those movies. I they, they to me were okay. They were my yeah. least of all of them, the least favorite of all of them. But the redemption he had, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the redemption he had when he saved um Mary Jane. Mary Jane in this universe. Uh and and he couldn't where he could not have saved his own girlfriend when? Lacey and that was a moving scene that got me a little dusty yeah because he was like so like he was she even asked him like are you okay he asked are you okay yes are you okay because he was like emotionally yeah. there was like a little form of redemption there that was that was nice wasn't it Phoenix I loved it that almost got that almost got me emotional right there that was very nice yep and the whole Charlie Cox I was like yes because I'm such a daredevil fan they had a Daredevil cameo, and that was interesting because nobody ever thought that that would be canon or not. If they're going to make those Netflix shows, which are now on Disney Plus, if they're going to make them canon, Marvel canon, like if they're going to make them the lore. Very excited. And it's kind of cool because this this pop culture, Marvel and comics and all of this stuff really crosses over to MMA. I think we're kind of the same type of people. Yes. Yes. So I noticed like a lot of fighters I talk to are really into this too, <laughs> which is great. So all the UFC unfiltered fans always like hit me up and ask me if I saw Spider-Man or I saw Batman. So thank you, UFC unfiltered well, fans. We're all nerds. I'm so happy we're catching up with this because we got to talk really quick about the Batman now. Now, what did you think about the Batman? Tell me. It was what I wanted. It was the Batman I wanted. And uh, let me explain. When I was little, when I first started reading Batman, I read a comic or a graphic novel called The Long Halloween. Mm. And it showcased Batman as a detective. So you got to see why he was such an amazing detective. And I remember thinking, oh, I wish they would make him more of a detective. I didn't really get to see that in the last couple of Batman. So this gave me a sense of like, it was like seven, but with Batman. So I really, really did like it. Uh, it doesn't have the levity as some of the other movies, but I don't think every superhero movie needs to be fun and funny. Sometimes they could be like dark and mysterious. I just loved how like kind of creepy he was coming in and out of the shadows. It just reminded me of the old like Frank Miller, like Batman comics I used to read. So I really, really liked it. I thought they could have trimmed like 20 minutes off of it, but for the most part, and then they used Nirvana, which I was like, Oh, I like that. Uh, so I, w I was happy with it. I was going to ask yeah. you about the score. I I thought the score was great. I Now, this is it. This is my feelings on the Batman. I thought it was very well done. I enjoyed it thoroughly for the reasons that you're saying. There was talk of it being like the like the movie, like the Zodiac, like serial killer based, uh, uh, or like you said, Seven, which is actually from the 90s, I believe. That's an old ass movie. Yeah. But that's, a, that's yeah. Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, which in a little, uh, a sick serial killer movie. It was a crazy movie. But um, yeah. no, you're young. I'm old. But, and you know, it did, del it delivered that. It was like that. It was creepy. The Riddler was um, 
terrifying. Creepy. And yeah. creepy. He was a creep. There was a scene. Did you not talk about an old movie? You ever seen the movie The Bodyguard with Kevin uh, Costner and Whitney Houston? Uh, and Whitney Houston, yeah. I don't remember it, but yeah. Good movie, though. And I will always love you. Ooh. Wow. Uh, but We're I was never going that. to karaoke together. Right, my voice is a little hoarse, but that's that's from a, the movie. Did you remember okay. that movie? It was with Whitney Houston. Of course, yeah. It was with yeah, Whitney Houston. I remember movie, it, but I in remember. the movie she said, "And I will always love you." She said that, Phoenix. What did she sure, say? Sure. You say you say it. Sing it. I I can't sing. Okay, well, I can rap. Well, listen, um, what was I up to? Whitney oh, Houston. so in that movie, The Bodyguard, she had a stalker and they, and, and, uh, it was like twists and turns. But at one point, I don't know if you remember this, there was, this guy reminds me of the Riddler when they unmask the Riddler and they get him in this like huh. interrogation scene where in the okay. Bodyguard, they have him like, you were stalking her, you were doing this. And he was like looking with a weird face. He was going, no. No. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that I remember. He reminded me. But by the way, that, I know that was creepy. But that's what he did, and it reminded me of the fucking Riddler. He was a creep. He was a fucking creep. That's how the Riddler would be. No, I thought this. I love the take on not only the Riddler. I thought the Riddler was phenomenal because he was always kind of goofy in the fucking. In the other show. Yeah. I mean, not only the Jim Carrey thing, but, you know, he's always like, ah, riddle me this and yada, yada. He was a straight up serial killer. And it was it was crazy. I, I loved his take, the take, how they, they made the Riddler. And I also liked what they did with the fucking penguin. Yes. That's why I'm getting a knee surgery. I'm walking like the fucking penguin. But listen. I, I was like, uh, who is that? And then my fiance was like, it's Colin Farrell. I was like, no, it isn't. Yeah. Phenomenal. Wait, who was it? C- Colin Farrell. Okay, I thought you said I thought you said his last name wrong. I did say it wrong. I was gonna and then I corrected you. I was myself. gonna tease you like a a bad older brother. Uh, <laughs> I get the fright fighter names right. You keep the pop culture guys I did, names I just right. Get the pop culture right. Uh, I even though it was got pop culture wrong. But listen, I love what they did with uh I thought he was great. Colin Farrell was great as the penguin. I loved uh the actor who played um, Gordon, uh, oh, Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Yeah, I don't think he's Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush. He Jeff was good. Rush? Yeah. He was good. He was great. It was great. They were, everything was good. Catwoman, the, uh, it was a well-done Batman movie, like a detective story, the way you said it. And how about this? People are like, well, which is the best one, that or The Dark Knight? Or It's hard to, they're both great. It's hard to, this is fresher, it's newer to us. The Dark Knight is right. special. The Dark Knight is something special for many reasons. But I will tell you, yeah. I do like the fight scenes better in this. Yes. Where in the past, there's things I liked about certain Batmans where I liked, I, I didn't like Ben Affleck, so to speak, but I did like some of the, what Jack, Zack Snyder did with his fight scene in, in, in some of those. Oh, movies. that was great. So they yeah. made it pretty the, cool, the fight the scene. The warehouse scene with the yes. knives where they're doing a lot of Panatukin. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's, Phenomenal. It's, it's, yeah. But yeah. this Batman... The, the fighting was like he would take some shots, Brutal. and he's still green. Yeah. It's only his, his year two for him. You know what I mean? So right. he's still exactly. green. He's still getting hit with some shots. I 
I don't know, there's a huge spoiler, but there's a certain point when he gets taken out with uh he gets he gets blasted with a gun. And uh, I'm not gonna get too specific. And he's you see him not able to move until he has to fucking do you know stick himself inside. I don't wanna I don't wanna give away too much, but also he gets like an adrenaline rage. And I mean yeah. the fight scenes were very, I'm gonna say more realistic, but like brutal and kind brutal. of what you expect from the Batman. I like how they made the criminal criminal element of Gotham and Gotham it's, itself is a character. Gotham, the way they did Gotham was you were in that you you believe that's a city and it's a scary city. See, this is what I, I love about you, Matt, and why I really kind of think you should do more acting. Because you really see film, I'm not kidding. You see like the art forms of how things are put together, and that's that's like a talent. You know, I love acting. I love being on a set. I love working with other talent. I'm bad at memorizing lines, but I love it. And and you you're talking about seeing the film as a whole, like everything from costume design to fight scenes. To I think you should do more acting. No, I appreciate this stuff. Doesn't mean I can actually act. I just appreciate what I see what they're doing. Like in the beginning, he'd be good. In the beginning, when like when when he's doing the voiceover of like him. Talking of you know mm-hmm. he's doing his log uh, like his his, uh, his journal and hear him talking yeah. about um he's writing everything down because it's almost like a blur like a dream like like it's almost like surreal what he's doing every night being up all night like a nocturnal animal and uh, I like how the criminal criminal element of Gotham is looking at all the fucking shit. They're afraid of him. They're literally like, yeah. no, they're looking in the shadows. Like, yo, he might be down that alley. It's fucking cool. Yep. They I love that. the way they did that. They did. They did. And that's what, that's what reminded me where there was like, they ca- they cared about the comics. They got that from the comics because you saw like similar to the frames in the comics where you just kind of see his shadow, you know, like in the darkness. I mean, I, I really loved a lot of that stuff from back in the day. Matt Reeves, the the uh, the director, hit it out of the park. Yeah, bravo, bravo. Hey, bravo. let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we already talked about um, uh, Tom Asper, London. Uh, yeah, about London. We did a quick talk about those fights, but we really got to just talk about these fights real quick. Uh this card, man, this sneaks up on you, man. It really does. Look at this. It's this weekend UFC on ESPN thirty three. Wait, thirty. I'm sorry. It's UFC on ESPN. It's not ESPN Plus. It's ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about Dawkins versus Blades. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Jump in there with that. And it's the prelim start at 4 p.m. And the main card at 7 p.m., which is Eastern time, which is very important. Yes. The main event is Curtis Blades versus Chris Dukakis. Now, we got to see how Chris comes back after his loss to uh, the great Derek Lewis. Yeah. Uh, he's four and one in the promotion right now. And that was the last knockout. He was knocked out by Derek Lewis, which is like nothing to be ashamed of because it's Derek Lewis, <laughs> you know, um, but he's ranked eighth as a heavyweight and blades is ranked fourth. Blades is already fought in, in Gano. So it's kind of like they're jockeying for position to see what's going to happen at heavyweight. So it's, a, it's an interesting matchup right now. Yeah, it really is, and I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Let's just go over a couple of the. Let's go over a show. Uh, let's just go over a couple of the fights right quick. Okay. I, I'm I'm intrigued by that fight. I don't even. I'm, I'm trying to. I I really want to see how Chris bounces back 
because we've seen Curtis bounce back not only once, more than once after a horrible loss. You know what oh, I mean? He's such a, he's a phenomenal athlete. Great use of elbows. And to take, take out uh, Rosenstrike, a, a fighter of that caliber, after getting knocked out brutally by Derek Lewis, and coming yeah. back and winning the decision versus, uh, you know, uh, the Rosenstrike is a huge, huge thing. So that shows you how mentally tough he is. He's going to be a hard guy to get a decision from, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think Blades probably has the advantage. He's had more experience in fighting higher caliber fighters, but Dawkins is a really tough opponent and, you know, quit his job as a police officer to do this full time, like 100% serious. I'm going to say it again. Heavyweight is very interesting right now. I'm liking it. We, we you know, we had Alexa Grasso on and uh, her and Joanne Wood, that's a, that's a great fight. Mm-hmm. Joanne Wood, don't get, don't, don't get it twisted. You understand that you're looking at her coming off a couple of losses here and you're thinking, you know, not you, Phoenix. I know you're smart, but other people who are not as smart as you are probably like, oh, this girl, look, she's, she lost a couple in a row. They were, some of them were very close. I mean, they were, they were close fights and uh, at least one of them was a close fight. The other one, she's got some, but she's, uh, but until that, she, but, but she was in the fight though. She's, she's always in the fight, Joanne Wood. Yeah, she's fought the highest level of competition in that division uh, time and time again. So it, it it's it's tough for her. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued with both those fights. And then I keep looking down the list here, and I'm looking at Matt Brown versus Brian Barbarina, Barbarina, Barbarina. Oh, my. Barbarina, Barbarina. Barbarina, 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 Barbarina. Matt Brown's fighting Brian Barbarina. Barbarina, Barbarina. I right, listen. So that's exciting. That's just a fucking bond burner. That might steal the show. Yeah, these are po- both guys that will, will completely go after it. And it is Matt Brown's hometown, which makes me think, like, if he retires, will he do it after a win that night? Like, will he go out on top? And Because he was talking retirement, what was it, last year? Because I think he had, like, one or two losses in a row. So, I don't know. I don't want to say it's his retirement fight, but maybe he isn't. But it's a, it's a good way to go out. It's your hometown. It's a great opponent. It's somebody who's like kind of the senior division like you. You know, not senior like you're old, but senior meaning you've been in the game for a while. Styles make fights, and that and that's another one, which is um, I that there's no way that could disappoint point. There's no way right. that's gonna be not an exciting fucking fight. Those are two guys that they don't take too many steps backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matt Brown's got those fucking elbows. Oh. He's brutal. Uh, flyweights, we got Oscar Oscarov uh, versus Kai Kara France. Last time we saw Kai Kara France, it was that vicious knockout of Cody Garbrandt. So that's fun. Um, and then, you know, it could easily be a title eliminator again because it, the, the well, I think Oscarov was like unbeaten until, until Brandon Moreno. So it, this is one of those matchups too that really can kind of set somebody up for the next position. Oh, man. You know what? You know what really blows, Phoenix? Is I got a fucking this this weekend? I got something with my kid where they. It, I mean, listen, I love watching my kids, but it's at some kind of like I forgot what kind of game it is. <laughs> but it's at a sporting event, and uh, anything with a ball, you know, I don't fuck. I can't stand. So it's something out. <laughs> and my kid doing something at the halftime. So my wife's like, You're like I don't know if it's soccer or if it's baseball. I have no ball. idea what it is. I and no I idea. just go. Yo, my family's been gone for a week. Do you believe this? What? So they've been in. Uh, they've been in Florida visiting my in-laws. You know, because they so have. So, how much video games have you gotten to play? 
Well, you know, I'm always on. But you know what the problem is when my family's gone? I, I, my, like, one, I miss them. And two, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm unbalanced. Not mentally. Well, the jury's out. But my, I have a nice routine. I have a nice balance in my life where I'm always, yeah, I'm, I'm at my school. A lot of times my family's at my school. My, all my kids are training. My wife's teaching and training. She does the kickboxing also. She teaches the kids. And so she's, we're always either there or at my house. I'm taking the kids to dance. I'm coming. So we got a routine. And then I find my pockets of time for my training and my video games, of course. But when they're not here, it's, you could be like, oh, I, I have a lot more time for myself. Well, there's just only so much weed you can smoke, Phoenix. <laughs> I'm only kidding. But like, look, my voice is a little scratchy. I'm like, all right, I'll do something I don't normally do. I'll wake up and I'll smoke a nice blunt with an espresso in my yard. But aren't you like asleep by three o'clock then? Well, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with you. If I smoke in the morning, I'm super nice to like my coworkers and they don't know. But I'm like, there's way more pep in my step. I'm like, good morning, everyone. And then by three o'clock, I'm like. Yeah, but what's nice about that, I can do that. So like, I'll, like this morning, for instance, I taught the 7 a.m. class. I get there early. I get my head straight. I got arthritis. Don't judge me. No judgment. I mean, you were the welterweight champ at I, one point. I, thank you so much. So <laughs> I do that. I do a nice steam and I get my head straight. I feel good. And now I'm on the mat. Now I'm being silly. I'm showing techniques. Today, we got out of judo position, also known as scoff hold. We got out. We got, mm -hmm. on, we got on top. And then we got a beautiful setup for a nice bread cutter. And I got the neck I strangle. I love jujitsu. It's so much fun. I'm going to be very bummed out. My life's going to talk about unbalanced when, when I'm going to be laid up with my fucking leg. Because I know if I do that leg, obviously, a few months later, I'm doing the next leg. So it's going to be, you know, in between the legs, I'm sure I'll be able to get reps in and stuff like that. But. Yes, know. but I'll I'll tell you something that might make you feel better. Years, you know, it's it's not easy just to step off. When Bruce Lee hurt his back, he wrote a book. So meaning, when your body is not working, you got to use your mind. So in that time of sitting down, you might be watching jujitsu videos, coming up with all types of new techniques, so that the second your body moves, you might be sitting down, and your whole brain, like you're, you got that genius jujitsu brain. It might like start doing all types of things because you're actually allowing yourself to sit still, your brain might be on overdrive, on jujitsu overdrive. I'm telling you, something you told me has stayed with me for the rest of my life. When I was, I was rolling around or I was working with you and you said, Phoenix, start thinking of your legs as hands. And I never let my legs go stiff when I'm on the ground. I'm like, all right, what, what can my feet do? How do they get, how do I get my knees on the inside? Like, how do I, I use my legs as hands now. And, and you're going to think of those things because you're going to be laid up. You're going to be forced only to use your brain and you're going to come up with more mat-isms or whatever it is. And it's going to make you a better instructor. I'm telling you. Well, my friend, thank you. Thank you so much. I did um, miss you. I, I'm very mushy to you today because I missed you a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like we said, it's been a minute. I like that we caught up with the, um, with the pop culture stuff. And by the way, to be honest, this guy let me down. For the people that are just listening, let them know. Yeah, Boba Fett was not that good. Boba Fett. It's not the actor's fault. This, this, this is, the, is the promise that we got. This is the 
this is what they set up. When he went in there and took out Baba Tuna, whatever the fuck his name is, fucking the second with the right Fortuna. hand. What is it? Biggs Fortuna. Biggs Fortuna. Uh, the guy should be a UFC fighter with that name. The fucking, everybody, <laughs> you know, so when, when you see. Lilia Latifi's next fight. When you see the preview, right? When you see the preview of the book of Boba Fett, when he went into the Bob, uh, Jabba's palace and just blew away the guy in charge over there and just sat on the throne, you're like, yo, this is going to be some gang, inter, intergalactic gangster shit. And then what we got was, and I like Robert Rodriguez. I've been to his fucking place on, on looking for a fight. I think he's a swell guy and he's, and he's a talented filmmaker. But, dude, Get these fucking this this isn't spy kids eight. Why did we have these day glow? It it felt like Marvel. It felt a little too yeah, it felt Marvel. It was a I, I hated them the most. You, I hated them the, the most uh, influence that um Robert Rodriguez had on it. And it wasn't it, it was like those Star Wars their speeder bike things, they didn't belong on Tatooine, man. They should they would put those same cast in a different outfit and because the cast wasn't bad, the kids, but you know what you do? Make them a little bit more badass. How about that? Even the one who remind me of Cyborg with the eye. Make them more badass where they're on beat up fucking speeder bikes or something. Why do they got to have these fucking Power Ranger fucking things on? I don't know. It was bad. The best episodes were the Mandalorian episodes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Mandalorian's a bad motherfucker, you know? And, I, yeah. and, and, you know, it was a little upsetting, the book of Boba Fett. And, I, and there's some things I did like in it, but... yeah. You know, the whole, little the whole thing with the, the Tuscan Raiders. I was like, okay, all right. No, I get I, it. I like when they showed the big Wookiee because he was from the comic books, the bad Wookiee. Yeah. But I mean, even yeah, that I forgot guy, his name. I mean, what the fuck is his problem? He, I mean, he takes out fucking Boba Fett out of the fucking, the healing tank of the water. And he's got fucking brass knuckles with spikes on him. Now, is Boba Fett. I mean, this motherfucker didn't even need a Band-Aid afterwards. He got punched right in the face with these spikes by a Wookiee. You think he's fucking, you think he'd be at least scarred up a little bit? Eat it, dude. They got to fuck off. Yeah. They got to yeah, fuck that wasn't, up. Wasn't thrilled. And it could have been better. I hope, I really hope the Obi-Wan series is better. <laughs> Very excited. I think we geeked out a lot of people today. And yeah, apologize, everybody. You know. I just want them to remember the fights. They start at 4 p.m. for the prelims on ESPN and 7 o'clock for the main card. Don't forget that, people. Hopefully, I'll be home from whatever fucking shitty ball game I'm at. Darkest versus Blades this weekend, Saturday, the 26th of March. Don't miss it. It's going to be a good one. Phoenix, of course it is. Let's plug some stuff for you. I got nothing going on. I'm just you got like six you fucking know, jobs. What are you I got about? six jobs. I got six jobs and I'm going to school and what you know, for content creation and digital storytelling and you know, I'm acting and I'm auditioning and I'm hustling like crazy. I'm looking for more work. I don't know. I got nothing to plug. Find me on social media. We'll talk fights. Well, how do they find you on social media, Phoenix Carnivale? Phoenix Carnivale, you're probably gonna spell my name wrong, but hey, I'm Googleable. You'll find it. This is what I like about Phoenix. Not only is she around my height, she is very knowledgeable, not only in martial arts. And she's fought. She's not just a sideline Susie. She's fought before. She's, <laughs> she knows the pre-fight feelings. You understand? You've been in there. You've taken a punch. You've given a punch. You've taken a tight kick. You've given it. You understand? That's what they got to understand. You're not just a pretty face. 
You're a pretty face. Appreciate you know? that. Thank but you. I'm just Thank saying, you very much. Not just not just a pretty face. You gotta, and and also probably most importantly, you got your pop culture down. You got. I try to talk to my Jimmy Bird about this, and he goofs on me, calls me a man child. <laughs> well, I'm a female <laughs> child. <laughs> Which I am. I miss Jimmy too. I don't know Jimmy's. I gotta. I can't wait to catch up with him. But Phoenix, listen. This even even as a third might jump on once in a while. Please, we got a bag. I I, hey, listen, I know I you're busy. I know you're busy. I would love to. And no, people, we got to catch up, and you guys keep me sharp. I got to stay in the fight game before uh, I get forgotten. Listen, they, listen. As long as I'm doing this, you will always be a part of it, and I want you to use this as a springboard for something greater. So, people, please find Phoenix kind of all a. Give her own reality show or some shit. Hey, I'm going to see you soon. Tell Vic I said hello, okay? I will. I will. Talk to you later. UFC Unfiltered Army. We're out. Was that cringy? No, it was pretty good. Phoenix, thank you, buddy. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.